Hey, what's going on, guys? This is El Rocho from Into Ether. This is episode two of Deep Thoughts. I hope you enjoy. Depression and drowning kind of feel the same in the sense that something's pulling you down and you feel alone and you don't want to reach out to grab something down to pull it down with you, even if it's, you know it's going to help you. Did you know that 450 million people in America are going to experience a mental or neurological behavior at least one time in their life? And at least 50% of those same people are going to get misdiagnosed or not even diagnosed at all. Now that's a kind of uh, staggering number to think of that that many people are going to be walking around not even knowing that there's something wrong with them, you know, mentally when they're feeling sad or down. And they can't explain that reason, but someone just keeps telling them, oh, it's okay, you'll be alright, you know, you'll just get over it, or, you know, it's normal. And that's how it was growing up. And I'm not saying it was wrong to grow up that way. I'm just saying that was the way it was in my day. And and it kind of makes me feel old when I say that shit. But it's true. You know, our parents really didn't know what to say to us when we were down and depressed. Because when they were down depressed growing up, what did someone tell them? Oh, rub some dirt on it, get over it, stop being a pussy. You know, and so what do you do? You pass that shit on to us. And then all of a sudden, you know, but eventually it gets to the point where, you know, now 10-year-old kids are committing suicide. Think about that shit. Seriously. For a minute, think about that. I don't know what school you went to, but me growing up as a child, I didn't know anybody that was trying to kill themselves or hurt themselves. Now, I know I was growing up, going through middle school and high school, yeah, of course you heard of people cutting themselves or you knew a few people cutting themselves, but you never knew somebody directly hurt, you know, trying to hang themselves. And now it's getting to the point of bullying, bullying being so severe that, you know, <clears throat> growing up, you only had to worry about maybe a few people knowing something about you. And now you can, you could have 100, 200 people some, knowing about, something about you because of social media. You know, people can share shit on there that can totally ruin somebody that even if it's not true, it's still out there. And you know that people automatically assume something because if it's on Facebook, it's got to be true, right? And so now you being as a child, instead of only having to worry about, you know, innocent shit, now you got to worry about defending yourself and these people shaming you and shit and Man, I can only imagine how it is growing up as a child nowadays. I can only imagine what it is trying to have to defend yourself against people. And that's where it really starts out is with the kids, especially now, man. You know, we got to, uh, 
we really got to talk to the kids and we got to talk to our little homies and you know be open with more people because we got to get rid of the stigma because that is the a huge huge problem especially I can imagine <clears throat> it being a child telling somebody that you know you're sad and depressed because it's shitty to tell somebody when you're sad and depressed as a grown-up you know you mask it as oh it's okay or I'll be better or you know I'll get over it don't worry about it so imagine if you know your child constantly keeps seeing you down and depressed dragging around all day long they're gonna get used to seeing you like that way so they must assume it must be normal and it's not normal so you know we constantly we got to talk to them and we got to tell them you know it's okay to open up and tell people that you need to talk because that's where it starts you know if we can be more open with people and instead of making people feel like they're crazy or dismiss somebody just because they feel a certain way. You know, if we actually sat down and listened to people <clears throat> with mental illness or neurological disorder, you realize that a lot of these people don't really want to, you know, end their lives. And of course, there's people that, you know, no matter what you talk to them or say to them, there's a high chance that they're still going to do it anyway. But if you you do talk to these people, you know, at least having somebody to talk to and having an open ear to listen to without feeling judged, because that's where it really boils down to, is not having to be around people that are going to make you feel like if you do tell them, you know, sometimes you want to hurt yourself or sometimes you don't want to be on this earth, that they're not going to go run off and say that, you know, you need to be arrested or make you feel like you need to be locked up at the crazy house because it's not like that. You know, sometimes it just feels like you just don't want to be here. And I know that's a sad feeling, and I know unless you're actually going through it that you won't feel that way, but that's exactly how it is. And like I said in the beginning of the you know, the episode of the sound effects of the drowning, that's exactly what it feels like. You know, it feels like if I reach out to you and if I tell you that I'm going through some shit, but then I feel like I'm putting you in the situation where now it affects your mood. You know, you could be a happy-go-lucky person, but if someone tells you, <clears throat> you know, that they don't want to be here or that they don't want to deal with some shit, that... You know, all of a sudden that t changes your demeanor and now it could make you sad and depressed. And I think that's the one reason why I don't reach out to people and tell people that I have problems and stuff. And if I do, it's a very, very small group that I have. But I'm always afraid that someone's going to use it against me. You know, maybe I don't want to be here today or tomorrow, but, you know, maybe someday in the future I do get over that feeling instead of, you know you wanting to help me or instead of that now you judge me this whole time and not the only thing that you think of me is some crazy fucker that, you know always wants to be down and depressed and that's not it you know I, so when people come to you and honestly when they open up to you please don't use that shit against them 
because it's scary as fuck to open up to somebody. Like, I don't like talking to people. I mean, for the people that really know who I am, yeah, I am a people person, but I really don't like reaching out to people. And even doing doing this, you know, speaking over the podcast, you know, I have still even have a lot of anxiety even speaking over this because I'm still worried, you know, what you guys are going to think of me or how you guys are going to feel about what I say and, you know, the topics that I bring up. But I guess the reason why I bring them up is because somebody has to, you know, somebody has to bring things to light. And even if <clears throat> I realize that if I'm not going to say it, somebody else will. And maybe they just won't present it the right, right way. So the reason why I do and say the things that I do is because I go through them personally every single day. And uh, I realize that actually reaching out for help is a good thing. And I know it's hard to go out of your shell sometimes and go seek out a therapist or, you know, go talk to even, you know, a friend or family member, you know, you have to, you have to get off your chest. You have to stop holding on to things because the longer you do, even if they're very minuscule things, they end up affecting your lifestyle. They extend, they affect your life. And all of a sudden, you know, you're an angry person. Letting your whole life pass by. And the reason why I say that is because that's exactly what I was doing. I was holding on to shit that shouldn't be held on to. And then all of a sudden, now I'm losing friends, I'm losing family. And the reason why is because I didn't want to talk. You know, I go into my shell and I feel that. If I go into my shell and nobody can affect me because if I'm not talking to people and I'm out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, then nobody can be mad if I'm there or not. Now, I'm not saying it's a good tactic. And I'm realizing, you know, the older that I grow, that I shouldn't have been the way that I was. But as I go into, you know, growing up, being the older part of my adulthood, Knowing that, you know, now it's okay to talk to people and not worry that somebody's going to make you feel a certain way if, you know, you're not happy one day because life isn't a happy, go-lucky single thing every single day. And if someone tells you it's like that, I'm telling you, those people are very, very rare. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them people because I don't know how they do it and I wish I could be that way, but... Sometimes you go through things that change you. And, you know, sometimes some events wear on you more than other things. But then that doesn't mean you have to hold on to them and make them turn you into a shell person. And the people that know what I mean are, it's a person that isn't the person that they were before. And, you know, you could have been a happy-go-lucky person that was jumping for joy, the life of the party, and all of a sudden now you're the type of person that just holds on to things and now you just walk around like a robot and you're just living life and doing the rat wheel. And then all of a sudden, you know, because now all of a sudden your relationships are going down the drain because now you're not putting out the same effort to your spouse like you were before 
you know, when you first got together, you know, you were trying, and then now, you know, you're just there, and we all been with one of those just there people. I've been one of those just there people, and I feel bad now, and I think the reason why I was just one of those there people is because I was afraid of communicating what was actually wrong with me. I was so much easier to just hold it in and not tell the person that I was fucked up inside because I didn't want them to know. You know, I didn't want them, even though, you know, everyone knows I'm a little fucked up, but who isn't? But it's scary to actually open that up to somebody, letting somebody know when there's actually something really wrong with you. And then all of a sudden now you're worrying all the time if they're ever going to use that shit against you. And that's a haunting feeling. But you also can't use what you're going through as a crutch either. Because a lot of people do. A lot of people calm themselves out of things before they even are able to achieve stuff. Because, you know what? <clears throat> Sometimes it gets a little too tough. And all of a sudden I start feeling a certain way. And all of a sudden now I don't want to even try. And all of a sudden now I don't get nowhere because I've held myself back. And... The reason why I say that is because, A, I've done that to myself. Um, when I couldn't walk, I was end up getting addicted to pain pills. And I ended up using them as a crutch. You know, I was holding myself back from not being able to walk. <clears throat> because I was, you know, end up popping five, six pills a day and end up being a zombie. And I thought being a zombie was a lot easier than going through a little bit of pain and rehabbing myself and pushing myself to get a little bit better. But then eventually it got to the point where I couldn't even play with my kids anymore. I was way, way overweight. And literally I was getting to the point where I was just so addicted to the pills that that's all I cared about was popping them. So then you realize that, you know, gets to the point that you're the only one that feels bad for yourself because you're not doing anything to better yourself or you know help yourself in any shape or form <clears throat> so I got myself rehab from getting myself off the pills you know I started running and working out and it's the same with you have to do with your mind you know if you're going through some shit mentally you know reach out to somebody reach out to some friends or family Seriously, do what you gotta do professionally. You know, I know it's scary to go out of your way to talk to somebody and hoping they understand and not make you feel crazy for how you actually are. Because there actually are some really, really good therapists. You know, I had a doctor back at home, um, Dr. Ken, and he actually made me understand that, you know, there's actually a lot more people that should be going and getting help, um, especially being a veteran, you know, in the veteran community, 22 people commit suicide a day. Now that's a huge number. And imagine that being separated from the other people that are going diagnosed, misdiagnosed or not getting diagnosed at all because they're getting dismissed of being crazy. And that's the reason why that many people especially in the veteran community, are harming themselves because they're afraid that if they do tell their doctors that something is wrong, that they'll end up getting their pain prescriptions taken away or they'll end up getting over-prescribed other things just so that they won't um, feel obligated to tell anything. 
Um, and at least that's how it was a few years ago. The veterans community is getting actually a lot better. Um, the doctor, they just signed a bill. Uh, if you're a certain mileage away or feel like, you know, you're not getting the sufficient treatment at the veterans community hospitals that you can actually seek treatment outside of that. So that's a positive thing. And at least a step forward of them fixing how things were, uh, a few years ago. Um, so I'm pretty much going to end it as, as this, I want to thank you guys for listening to me the past, you know, few weeks. Um, this has been a therapy to me in a certain way. You know, yeah, you may only get 16, 17 minutes of me speaking on this, um, but I actually, you know, just spend probably about two, three days of pasting and deleting certain things. But the reason why I continue to do this is because this is a certain therapy to me. And even if I can help out one or two people um, while I'm doing this, then, you know, that's what I'm aiming out for. Because some of the topics that I do talk about are hard to talk about or they end up getting thrown into a mix of other things but I feel like the more we speak about it the more we talk about it the more people reach out and hopefully it'll get better I'm gonna end this episode with one of my favorite clips from Kanye West and he speaks about mental health um, so I hope you enjoy it as well thanks again for listening and see you next week see you in the ether I'm super hungry for information. I, I'm, I need information more than I need validation. I'm just constantly looking for the information, information. How do I set up a factory? Even like when I tweeted I was in debt, that gave me power. That, I took my power back because it's like someone trying to say like, yo, if you say this, you're not gonna be cool no more. And it's like, man, my financial situation don't make me. Yeah, yeah, I'm in debt, now what? And I'm still, yeah. You have to follow your gut feeling. You know, everyone has a position in the universe. And, you know, I've been made and had the experiences I've had for a reason, to be expressive. I gotta follow my gut. When I have that fear, I still have to be, you know, brave. Stop strategizing so much. Stop setting so many plays. Stop doing things only based in fear. Like the universe will assist you when you are acting in love. When you're acting in love, you're like a drop of water and you have the ocean as your army. When you act in fear, it's just you and your money. <laughs>